Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm once again joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you doing? I'm good, Henry. Today's been a really freaking awesome, exciting day. It's like Comic-Con 2.0 today. I feel All right. like it's like well, this. That's quite a That's quite a lead in there. Today is Saturday, August 22nd, 2020, uh-huh. and uh, Porfirio, pray tell, what are you referring to exactly? Uh, so yeah, today um, there was this event called DC Fandom, and yes. it, it, it was like a virtual event, um, just like I said, like it felt like Comic-Con, because there was all these like, exclusive like um, releases of like DC trailers to like movies, video games, um, concept art was being released, some hints of future projects that DC's in the works. And it was just, you know, you know, we've talked about this, we're both Marvel fans, but I was pretty excited and I've been, and I was just so sold to all of this DC material. Like I feel the love. Very interesting. Yeah, kind of an unexpected, geeky surprise today, right? Um, I certainly wasn't really aware of this. I just kept getting video after video from you today. (laughs) And I was like, what is going on here? It's it's like, yeah, like you said, it's kind of like San Diego Comic-Con where like trailers Uh are dropping and news items are dropping and stuff. Um, so it sounds like you were a little bit more in tune with uh, what went down. So maybe you can do a little recap of what was announced. Yeah, so um, oof, a lot. Um, but basically, the um, a new Wonder Woman trailer was shown. And mm-hmm. that trailer, it didn't mention anything about Wonder Woman being released on demand. It said that it's going to be released on theaters compared to like other movies like Mulan coming up, but it did show. Um, we did get to see Cheetah for the first time in like her full-on CGI appearance, right? And um, that was cool. Um, excited about that one. Uh, what else did we cool. see? We saw the trailer for uh, the Snyder Cut. Yes. Right. Justice uh, League, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, well, we just talked about last episode. We just talked about, That's right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on Did you Did you watch it? I did. I did watch the trailer. Um, maybe, why don't we um, go through your little recap, and then we can just well, my little give recap, some thoughts. My little... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to spend too much so, time yeah, on the... it, but uh, yeah, what else, yeah, what yeah. else did uh, happen today? Besides the Snyder Cut, um, they showed the trailer for uh, the Batman starring Robert Patterson. Right. Um, the Batman. The, the Batman. Yeah, and that's right. It looks pretty cool. Like, okay, like my thoughts, um, I'm not so hot on for another Batman movie, but I was definitely interested in the villains they're going to use. They're going to have a penguin and the Riddler appear in it. So, um, something different, something fresh. I thought that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then well, they showed, oh, they, they released like the, 
who's playing who in the Suicide Squad, which is right. the sequel slash reboot of Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, this is James Gunn's version of yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, so we saw that. We saw um, two video game trailers to um, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League and Gotham Knight, I think. That's the other one. Okay. We saw art of um, uh, Flashpoint Paradox with like the new cost, the new Flash costume that Ezra Miller is gonna wear. Um, we okay. saw art of Black Adam by The Rock. Um, there, there was hints that a Static Shock movie is in the works at Warner Brothers, and. There was like one big major reveal, but I, I'm like missing it at the moment. Oh, um, the title of Shazam 2 is going to be called Shazam Prey on the God, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah, the name of Shazam 2 was announced, which is Shazam Furry of the Gods. Furry of there the God. All right, um, wow, that was all today. That was up today. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of geek news there. Yeah. It was, like I said, it felt like Comic Con 2.0. Wow. So, yeah, a lot, a lot happened. Um, I guess the most significant things were the trailers and uh, the, I guess not so much a trailer, but uh, uh, the highlight reel of Suicide Squad, right? um Mm -hmm. so yeah so i'm talking about snyder cut trailer the batman trailer the new wonder woman Mm -hmm. movie trailer and yeah the suicide squad uh video uh that was shown right Mm -hmm. um but yeah yes me about the snyder cut trailer um yeah i don't know i we talked about it a lot last time but we 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 made a whole episode about (laughs) a whole episode and just to reiterate, you know, I'm not, I'm not really expecting a whole lot from this. So it's hard for me to get too excited. I will say, like I said before, that I am super curious to see how this turns out. Absolutely. But um, I'm not expecting a lot. And hence, it's hard to get too excited about it. But uh, what do you think? Um, I, I was, you know, to be honest, I was sold on it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is the Justice League trailer. I really want to work for DC fans. Right um, on. Yeah, because... So you're like, excited to see it. I am very excited. Um, I guess there's more details shown that it's going to be uh, a four-part movie. I think it's supposed to be four oh, right. hours. Like four one-hour segments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Interesting. And I am pretty much sold on it. <laughs> cool. I'm excited for it. Right on. So <clears throat> I don't want to spend too much time on this, but maybe one big takeaway from all this stuff. If you're gonna sum up your your take from DC fandom, what would you say it is? That uh, don't lose hope on it. There is hope for the future for this for the DC universe. Like, I mean, besides 
all this that was revealed today, like earlier in the week, it was revealed that Ben Affleck's going to return in Flashpoint Paradox as Batman. So we're going to see both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton as Batman. So, like, if Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, and um, Justice League, like, even though those were kind of trashy movies, do not lose hope on the future for DC. There's still hope, I think. Nice take. Very nice. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I noticed was uh, James Gunn's involvement in the new Suicide Squad movie. And um, yeah, it looks like this could be really good. You know, um, seems like he's really excited about bringing this to the world. And, uh, you know, what he did for the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, it's made me a believer in him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, kind of like what I'm not saying with the Snyder Cut. You know, I'm not expecting much there. But this one, I actually have some expectations. This looks pretty good. And, you know, we talked a lot last time about track record and that sort of thing and how that's a big part of why I'm not so stoked about the new Justice League movie. Um, you look at James Gunn's track record, it's solid, man. So this could be a, a pretty excellent movie. So I, I'm definitely excited there. Okay. So yeah, I thought we just had to give a mention to DC Fandom because it was such a pleasant surprise today, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the main theme of today is the one, the only Godzilla. So yes. how did this come to be? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we actually did a movie night last week. You, me, and our friend Christian. We mm-hmm. uh, met up virtually and watched Godzilla King of the Monsters together. And I got to say, it was a lot of fun. And um, it kind of leads us to today where we're going to talk about the movie and just kind of mm-hmm. talk about Godzilla a bit in general. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can start with the movie night because that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of your idea or I guess you and Christian had been doing these already. Right. Yeah. I think we, we kind of talked about it during another podcast. We talked about like movie theaters and oh, yeah. them yeah. opening up. Right. And then I told you about these movie nights that I do with friends. And then I asked you if you've ever done one. And you're like, oh, no, I haven't. So that's when I was like, well, I mean, like me and Christian, yeah, we, we kind of do one like on a weekly basis. Um, do you want to join in on the next one? And um, yeah, we invited you. I forgot how we picked the movie Godzilla. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you got to join in. But um, as a new person, as being that your first time, like, how was it? Did you have fun? What did you think of it? What were your expectations? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had fun. Definitely enjoyed watching the movie with you guys. And um, as far as the, uh, the expectations... You know, I, I have to say, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. 
you know, when you first brought it up, I thought it might be fun just to, oh, you know, try this out, something I haven't done before. But yeah, to be honest, I wasn't expecting a lot. I thought, you know, isn't this something we could just do on our own time? We don't have to schedule it. So our our timing is all aligned. Like, you know, I can just watch this on my own time and then we can talk about it later. But I have to say there is something to that communal experience. You know, I mean, all we're doing is watching a movie. So it's not like we're talking, talking to each other the whole time. Um, but there is something to it, you know, um, just that feeling that what I'm watching is being watched by my friends at the same time is kind of special. You know, there's sort mm -hmm. of a sort of an intangible thing there, you know, um, does it recreate the in-person movie theater experience? No, absolutely not. But I got to say, it's the closest thing to it that I've experienced since I've been in this damn quarantine situation. <laughs> so yeah. that was very refreshing, you know, after all this time, not going to movie theaters, not really being social so much in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of nice, you know, we, we got together, chatted a little bit before the movie, then we, then we rolled the movie. And um, we, we actually spent, you know, a fair amount of time after the movie talking about things. So it was all nice, you know, it kind of reminded me of, of those little circles you make in front of the movie theater after mm -hmm. you go watch a movie, like you make a little circle and everyone has a little chat and then you go your separate ways. It's kind of like that. And uh, I miss that, you know, I miss that a lot. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, that was cool to experience. And on that note, it's something we've all decided we want to continue doing. So um, I look forward to that. Okay, so. Awesome. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, so let's talk about Godzilla. So before we talked about, talk about this, yeah, talk about this movie in particular, why don't we talk about the history of Godzilla a little bit? We're not going to get into like tons of detail, um, but I think it's worth uh, bringing up the history of our mm -hmm. favorite monster here. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the reason why I wanted to talk about history was this article I came across that I did that I did share with you recently. Um, so it's from NBC News, and it's basically talking about how Godzilla was a metaphor for the Hiroshima bombing. And um, yeah, this is definitely worth mentioning. So yeah, I mentioned the date. It is August 2020, and August 2020 just so happens to be the 75th anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima. So, you know, what the heck does that have to do with Godzilla? Well, and here's where the worth mentioning part comes into play. You know, the original Godzilla movie, which came out in 1954, like I alluded to earlier, 
was mm-hmm. created as a metaphor for that bombing. You know, I don't think a whole lot of people people know that, especially in the United States, right? Um, yeah, especially the, now. Yeah, right now, you know, present day United States. Um, I don't think that's really a known thing. Um, but uh, yeah, like there's a nice uh, line in this article. I'm not going to read too much from it. But um, there was one line I wanted to read out here. Yeah, okay. The film was intended in Japan to be a metaphor for the ills of atomic testing and the use of nuclear weapons. So pretty deep stuff, you know. In this country right now, I think Godzilla is considered just kind of mindless entertainment, you know, escapist entertainment. Um, But it's very interesting to me, at least, that Godzilla really has a pretty serious social commentary origin, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, over time, I think these origins have kind of faded. Um, But yeah, it it definitely is worth calling that out, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the article did kind of go into how specifically Hollywood sort of kind of brushing that under the rug a bit. (laughs) And not only just in the, the more recent Godzilla movies, but in the original itself, like the American cut of the movie is actually different. Apparently they, they, they modified it. So some of these metaphors were less apparent. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, America was trying to kind of steer clear of the social commentary, right? Um, and then with the subsequent uh, Hollywood Godzilla movies, they continued that, right? So we're talking the Matthew Bardock Godzilla movie that came out in the 90s, and the two more recent ones, the 2014 Godzilla movie, and yes, the 2019 Godzilla King of the Monsters movie we're going to talk about in depth today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't think we should look at it as, oh, these newer Hollywood Godzilla movies are garbage because they whitewash the original <laughs> Japanese message, but... Uh, I think it's worth having that in your consciousness, right? I think it's important to know where this is coming from, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So let's get into Godzilla King of the Monsters. Like I said, it came out last year, 2019. And, uh, oh, this came to me as a bit of a revelation. You know, this was not the first time you saw this movie, right? When we did the movie night last week. It's, it not, the, not, it's not the first. second time or the third. Not the second. So how many times have you seen not, this movie? I, I I did a count later on. Um, I think it was my sixth time. Sixth, sixth time. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. I, have to, I have to say, you, the number was higher 
<laughs> when we talked about it last week. You said it was like nine. So you were exaggerating yeah, I, a bit. But uh-huh, still, but six the, is a lot. Six is a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. like I thought it was like my eighth or ninth, but then I had to like recount and be like, okay, how much did I really watch? And like I, <laughs> I was like, okay, I watched it this time, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, six times I counted. <laughs> okay, so needless to say, you're a big fan of this movie, yes? I love this movie. I love it. Uh, I will say I enjoy this movie quite a bit. Um, I don't think quite a bit <laughs> as much, quite quite as much as you, uh, but I definitely enjoyed it, and uh, we can get into it. Oh, but before we do that, you know what I was thinking? We kind of did this with Spider-Man before in our Spider-Man-centric episode, but we talked about why we loved Spider-Man so much, right? Um, maybe yes. we talk about that a bit, right? So at this point, I think yeah. the two of us are certainly Godzilla fans. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you can start, Perfidio. Why do you love Godzilla? You know, I have like a really simple answer. Like, I just love these like monster movies. Like monster movies where like, they destroy things. Um, mm-hmm. King Kong, uh, I guess Power Rangers in a way. Like I just love these like monster movies, like um, that just of like creatures breaking stuff and humans having to like find a way to like overcome it or destroy it or whatever. Like the the plot can be shitty, and I would just be like, I don't care. I just I don't have high, ex- high, like, my needs aren't that, I'm not asking for much. I just want a big, big monster to come and destroy shit. Like, that's <laughs> all I'm <laughs> Plain and um, simple. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, I, I think just because I was introduced to Godzilla as a young kid, like, my first Godzilla movie was the Roland Emmerich one that came out in the 90s, yep. and... You know, I think you talked a little bit about it, how, like, it totally takes the spirit from the original Godzilla of how, like, that social commentary is gone. And it's just, like, a giant lizard wrecking havoc. Um, way way to go for Hollywood for stripping <laughs> all that off. But that's how I got into Godzilla, because, yeah, it was just a monster destroying stuff. I was like, I was, you know, I was a kid. I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> Let me watch yeah. the other Godzilla movies. Now, uh, playing psychologist a little bit here, do you think part of the appeal right now, at least, is seeing humans overcome a worldwide catastrophe is particularly appealing because of like the situation we're all in right now? Do you think that plays a part? Uh, to why I like the, the movie or Godzilla in general? Um, just maybe in general right now, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it could be maybe like, you know, it's like a dose of like, uh, escaping reality, but also like figuring out how to overcome like a, um, catastrophe going on and stuff. Um, maybe that could be it, but yeah, like I said, I just love the, uh, that action of, monster coming in destroying city and yeah violence (laughs) cool yeah no i think 
that played a part for me. You know, watching this movie last week, it definitely was appealing to see humans coming together, figuring out how to fix a problem mm-hmm. and coming together to overcome, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that we're not really seeing right now in real life, especially in the United States. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that felt good seeing that, you know? <laughs> People actually getting things done and solving problems and saving lives. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, on my end, um, I really like your answer, by the way. Just plain and simple, you like to watch giant monsters destroying shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, but who doesn't like seeing that, right? And yeah. uh, I'm definitely in that camp. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely uh, looked a little deeper into things. Um, well, a, a, a couple other surface level things like, like Godzilla's roar is so freaking awesome, you know? Um, I it's don't iconic. Know. It's it really is, you know. Uh, uh-huh. I, it's 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 hard to describe what it is, what it sounds like, but there's just something to it that is just so awesome. That roar is mm-hmm. just super cool, um, and that's just yeah, that's just that, that's 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 number one right there. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. um, uh, like say but, something really fast about the roar. Like yeah. When you hear Godzilla's roar in the movie, you know, sh- like shit's about to go down. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like that's when he like meets up with his opponent and like just screams, or like he screams when he's like, "Okay, like I'm ready to take you on" or something. And then you, you know, you asked me like how I could watch the movie, like whatever, and like I not. Every single time I hear that roar, I still get goosebumps because I'm just like, yes, it's so, it's so iconic. And it's just so like, like I said, it's just, you know, like shit's going to go down and it, it's going to be awesome no matter what. Right on. Yeah. Other things, um, the character design behind Godzilla is pretty genius too. You know, um, he, he's such a well-known character now we don't think about it too much but every little thing you know like the the texture to his skin Mm -hmm. uh the uh the scales along his spine you know yeah um kind of looks like a dinosaur you know like a stegosaurus um it just looks cool you know it's it's hard to describe it's not just a lot not just a giant lizard you know it's more than that you know it's there's just there's just this really sleek classic look to him um but yeah a little bit on a deeper level i think it's super cool that godzilla isn't really a good guy or a bad guy he's kind of a little bit of both you don't know where he's coming from exactly Mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't speak at all you know um so you don't know exactly where he's coming from you know yeah and um yeah, I, you know, I spoke to you a little bit about this last week, but I've been watching a lot of old Godzilla movies lately. And um, that's part of his history, too. You know, that ambiguity. You know, in all these old Godzilla movies, sometimes he's a good guy. Sometimes he's a bad guy. 
sometimes he's somewhere in the middle. Um, there's just this ambiguity there that's really cool, you know? It's not that mm -hmm. cut and dry. And, and when I say good guy versus bad guy, that's all from the human's point of view, from someone else's point of view, from the monster he's fighting or the aliens from outer space who are in some of uh, the aliens from outer space that are in some of these movies. Um, that's a, mm -hmm. another perspective, you know? So it's just, uh, there's some complexity there that I really like. Um, and th yeah, there's, there's this really, uh, there's this universal lovability to Godzilla. You know, um, he's been around a long time. So there are old Godzilla fans. There are young Godzilla fans. Um, and th there's, a, there's a wide spectrum, spectrum to the Godzilla fandom. You know, there are deep thinkers. There are more like escapist minded folks who are just wanting to enjoy a, 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 a movie with mass destruction in it. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's cool. That's cool. Like the, 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 the range is, is very deep there. Right. And, um, and just kind of going back to history a bit, I think, I do think it's really cool that Godzilla was born from this nuclear bomb metaphor that he originated from the serious social commentary. Right. Um, that is a mm -hmm. really cool origin story, I think, you know. Um, and I, I like the fact that I can enjoy Godzilla as uh, this popcorn entertainment, just watching him destroy shit, but also have yeah. that deeper level to him. So, so many reasons to love Godzilla, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, All right, let's get into the movie now. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, you've seen it six times now, is it? Yeah, okay. six times. So last week was my second time. And uh, yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Um, now, you're such a big fan of this movie. I have to ask you, why do you love this movie so much? just the action i think like the action the the care the monsters that were involved um you know it's like uh i you know to be honest i, I didn't really care for the the human storyline um but that's not to say that they had an amazing cast like the the mother was in the conjuring films like she's just a really good actress the daughter, she was 11 from Stranger Things, another good yep. rising actress. Um, and, you know, then you have, like, monsters that are shown for the first time in this new digital world um, compared to their old films. You had King Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra. Um, and, like, with today's effects, you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is cool this is awesome it's like kind of like the avengers in a way like you always like see these characters like in their old versions like from comics or the older comic their older comic book movies like captain america and stuff 
which was like horrible. But um, seeing like all these monsters come to life with these new effects, you're just like, oh, so that's how they would look like. Um, instead of being like a little like toy model or something. And it's just, I think that, that was cool. Just because I grew up with these monsters and everything, it was just cool seeing them for the first time. And then, like I said, I just love the whole action scenes, like, like I'm screwing things up. And then the storyline was, it gave it like, instead of just being like so cut and dry, like monsters put together, like fighting each other, it was kind of like, well, they released this monster and now this is what's happening in Mexico. They released this monster. This is what's happening in Russia. Um, so it was just cool. Like they just didn't throw it out there just for special effects. Like there was actually like a point and part of the storyline, which again, um, not the best storyline, not an Oscar worthy storyline, but a realistic storyline, I guess. <laughs> cool. um, but yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking as we were watching this movie, Neither of us really liked the previous Godzilla movie, right? The 2014 Godzilla movie oh, with no, Aaron was, Johnson. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I wasn't yeah, I didn't really like that one either. So um, I never watched Godzilla King of the Monsters very much for that reason, right? I was thinking, oh, this is the sequel to that one. It's mm -hmm. probably going to suck too. Um, I was definitely wrong. Um, so I think... Uh, comparing the two might be worth doing right so you mentioned the uh the plethora of awesome monster opponents for godzilla in this one right um mm -hmm. that was kind of lacking in that previous one right um yeah in, in the previous one yeah lack of action scenes and even when there was an action scene the the monster wasn't that known so you're just kind of like what's going on and everything. And then plus the, the 2014 one, there's just so much human storyline of like the main character trying to get back to his family. And I'm just like, I don't care about you. Like, like get out of the picture, bring Godzilla back. And there wasn't enough of him. I thought, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The, the, the last one had too much human stuff and not enough monster stuff. So in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, this new one, really corrected a lot that was wrong with that one mm -hmm. and um yeah so yeah if anything you know i just want to call that out you know if there are people who were really turned off from the last godzilla movie you know maybe give this one a shot because it, it definitely fixed a lot of the problems with that one you know um yeah i wanted to bring up fan service a bit so we talk about fan service a lot these days and um, <laughs> there's a reason for it because fan service is all over the place now, you know, um, mm -hmm. the last star Wars movie, the last Avengers movie, you know, so many movies and shows have a lot of fan service in them now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, is that a good or bad thing? Well, uh, it's, kind of it kind of depends on how it's used right so like avengers endgame i think it was used pretty brilliantly in uh rise of skywalker not so much i think you know you, you know <laughs> case could be made for it i suppose uh but um you know it, it is how you use it 
And I would say that in this movie, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, it was used really well, you know? Um, so here's where there's a stark contrast between the previous Godzilla movie and this Godzilla movie. So yeah, there is um, uh, less of a human storyline in this one and more focus on the monsters and that is key for sure. Um, but the fan service is another huge difference. So like with uh, that 2014 Godzilla and I would say that 90s Godzilla movie too, those two Hollywood movies, yes, they were Godzilla movies, but they kind of had this feel to them where they didn't really care about the legacy of Japanese Godzilla movies. They were like, okay, yeah. we got a big budget. We're going to tell the Godzilla story we want to tell. And we don't really came, we don't, we don't really care what came beforehand. Right. Big change with this one, right? They, they really paid a lot of homage to uh, the original Japanese Godzilla movies. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fan service moments. Right. So, um, Yes, there were monster opponents in the previous Godzilla movie, but they were like, I don't know, they're just these big insect things that mm-hmm. really had no precedence, right? Um, with Godzilla King of the Monsters, there are iconic other monsters in, in this movie, right? It's not just Godzilla. It's also Mothra, Ghidorah, and Rodan, right? These are yeah. incredibly iconic Japanese monsters, right? So their mm-hmm. mere presence in this movie is is pretty exciting and definitely, you know, fan service done correctly. Um, oh, and not to mention that their character designs are faithful to the originals, you know? So like, yeah, you know, like the, I think the uh, that 90s Godzilla is a good example of of kind of throwing fan service out the window like hollywood was like oh we're going to just design godzilla however we want and it it was a totally different looking thing right Um, yeah it was like uh like i don't even know how to describe it like a lizard and a dinosaur i don't know if that's the same (laughs) thing or not but um it was not godzilla it was yeah it had sharper teeth it had sharper claws and it yeah, it was, um, I mean, like I said, I like movies that have future good monsters and destroying stuff. Um, I would like it, but if you told me, like, that's a Godzilla movie, I'd be like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, but yeah, if it was any... <laughs> no. I was going to say that, you know, in this latest one, it's not just Godzilla who has that same iconic look. You know, you know the character design features I had mentioned earlier, the, mm-hmm. the scales on the spine... The, the skin texture, you know, mm. the roar, all that stuff that's there. But also all the other monsters, you know, they could have completely redone these other monsters, but the look yeah. of Mothra, Ghidorah, and Rodan, you know, it's straight out of those 60s movies, man. Uh, yeah. Super cool. And there's a bunch of other stuff too, like uh, the musical score in this movie. is awesome because... Um, they they play the original Godzilla music, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that's straight from the the nineteen sixties movies. Also, um, you know the end credits 
they play uh, the Go Go Godzilla song. That's like an homage to uh, to to a classic Godzilla song right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really cool Easter egg too. Um, so the Chinese actress Zhang Ziyi is in this movie, and it, it's a pretty short scene, but she kind of reveals her origin story where it's revealed that she's actually uh, she, she has a twin, right? And um, her uh, connection to this monarch organization goes back genera- generations, right? Um, so the fact that she's a twin is uh, a, an homage, again, to the original Godzilla movies because there are these twin fairy characters that summon Mothra in the original Godzilla movies. And it is mm-hmm. a clear, direct homage to that. And it's super cool. And um, yeah, it really just so shows the level of fandom and fan service with this movie. And I, I was digging it, man. All, all those little things. Very yeah. cool. Very yeah, cool. It was so cool. Yeah, when I first saw that in theater, I, I recognized it right away. I was like, I know what's going on. I, I know who they are. And I was like, I was like, yes. And then I turned to um, my friend watched it with me i was like do you know who that is and they're like no who is that i'm like that's blah 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 like they were in the original <laughs> mother yeah. movie and so like yeah like you said it's it was really cool homage to the original um mothra oh and also with the mothra twins there's a reference to infant island that's definitely an easter egg so um infant island is is where mothra is from in those original movies, you know? So they made reference to that. Um, They don't call Ghidorah Ghidorah right away in this movie, right? They initially call him Monster Zero. Monster Zero. And that's another Easter egg because Monster Zero is an alias for Ghidorah in the original Godzilla movies. Super cool. Like, um, yeah, so in the original Godzilla movies, Ghidorah is Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. Um, but interestingly, aliens from outer space don't call him Ghidorah. They call him Monster Zero. So <laughs> a very deep cut. And it actually fits <laughs> in with this movie because, um, you know, like I was saying, aliens from outer space call Ghidorah Monster Zero in, in the original movies. Well, in this movie, Ghidorah does have alien origins, right? They do explain that. You know yeah. how, oh, this is way late in the game, but we should give a, a spoiler alert uh, for Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> it's kind of too late now, but uh, before uh, we really do some uh, serious damage, let's give a spoiler alert. Uh, so that said, there is a scene where Godzilla bites one of Ghidorah's three heads off right fucking cool right like i was not expecting Mm -hmm. that so that does happen but then Ghidorah grows back that head right and it's explained that Ghidorah can do that because it is of alien origin right yeah Um, so kind of ridiculous but um again it kind of pays homage to the original movies because uh 
in the original movies, Ghidorah is of alien origin also. So mm-hmm. really cool. Very cool. Love all that stuff. So what else? Uh, you know, I definitely had some other stuff that I wanted to bring up as, as positives to this movie, but um, anything else you wanted to call out as, as things you liked about this one? Um, no, I think, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm like a broken record here. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's, I, I can't think of anything else besides everything, like just the whole action and all that stuff with Godzilla. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I just, I'm just looking at these notes. So I usually don't write tons of notes when I watch movies, but this one had so many cool little Easter eggs and stuff. I had to do it. Um, okay, this is another one of those like kind of Easter egg type things. Um, so in the movie, there's this thing called the Orca, right? It's this device where humans can oh, yeah. control mm-hmm. monsters, right? Or at least they think they can control monsters with it, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not really an explicit Easter egg, but it kind of is to me because um, in the original Godzilla movies, that comes up too, like humans' ability to control monsters. That's that's like a theme in some of those movies. Like there's this one movie, uh, it's really great. It's called Destroy All Monsters. Um, this one might be uh, one you might want to check out for Frio because I think it probably most closely resembles Godzilla King of the Monsters. It does have Mothra, Ghidorah, Rodan, and yes, Godzilla in it, right? Um, isn't, isn't this one, it came out like in 2004, Oh, no, no, right? this, is, this is an old one. This is uh, uh, from, the, uh, from 1968. Oh, it, no, never, never mind. I yeah. know. <laughs> um, Keep going. And it does have, like I said, it has that theme of, of humans being able to control monsters in it, right? Um, so very cool to see that. Um, you talked a bit about the cast before, a pretty interesting cast. Um, yeah, while it was cool to see the human storylines diminished a bit compared to before, um, you know, there there were some pretty cool human moments, I thought. So uh, one of the actors in the movie is Ken Watanabe. And yeah. uh, I thought he was awesome in the movie, you know. Um, so again, spoiler alert. But uh, there is a scene where the Ken Watanabe character sacrifices himself in order to revive Godzilla, you know. Mm-hmm. And in this movie where like the main appeal like we've been saying is is monster destruction you know you wouldn't think that that a a human storyline would be all that compelling like for the most part the human storylines are are there to to get you to the next monster action scene in this movie right for Mm -hmm. the most part but yeah this scene where where the Watanabe character sacrifices himself was really touching, you know, and it was really well done, you know. Um, 
so basically it's it's this pretty crazy plot line where they determine that if they set off a nuclear bomb next to Godzilla, it will actually like spring him to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point Godzilla was was weakened and practically dead, right? Uh, Mothra uh, helped revive him, but the humans determined that um, it would take a long time for Godzilla to recover fully on his own. So they had to come up with plan B, and that was to set off a nuclear bomb and essentially supercharge him, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Time uh, was of the essence, so they needed to get him back in action as soon as possible. So they came up with this scheme. Um, But in order to do that, someone had to sacrifice himself. So uh, the Watanabe character did just that. And um, yeah, man, I almost came to tears at this scene where uh, he goes up to Godzilla and he actually kind of like pets him a little bit, right? And he Mm -hmm. says, goodbye, old friend, in Japanese, right? Um, And, you know, we talked about how the Hollywood Godzilla movies kind of disregarded the Japanese originals. And, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, this one didn't do that, right? All all this uh, fan service. Uh, But this scene too, you know, it recognized the Japanese origins of this monster character. And um, yeah, a very touching moment, you know, I really, I really, uh, I really was, was touched by that. Yeah. Um, What else? This was kind of cool. So like I, I alluded to it a little bit before, but you know, in our current, pandemic some of the stuff you experience in this movie is you know it kind of hits home a little bit um but there was one line that really struck me um and again i think this was the ken watanabe character but he was saying something along this line along these lines in times of crisis will we come together or fall apart so (laughs) (laughs) you know that that spoke volumes to what we're all going through right now because um you know it's a time where we do kind of have to come together we can't solve this coronavirus individually we have to do it together right we all have to mask up we all have to socially distance each other mm-hmm. um and on all these things right so uh, that kind of struck me so um yeah, so a lot of cool stuff in this movie. Definitely a lot of fun. Um, and, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of joining on and on here, but I have to call out some of the monster battle stuff, right? So this is, this is like, really the, the main appeal of the movie. So I've been talking about fan service moments and some of the human moments. That, that's all, like, secondary, right? Like, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the main headliner to this show is monster battles, right? And if those oh, fell sure. short, yeah, if those fell short, then, you know, there's no reason to watch this movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, th- those, those were all pr- pretty, pretty excellent, right? Um, yeah, bring on the CGI fights. Yeah. Like, they were pretty cool. Yeah. Th- there definitely is an appeal to the original Godzilla movies. Like, 
I was saying earlier, I've been watching a lot of those lately. Um, there is a, a real a special uh, feel to those movies. Um, but let's be honest, the uh, visual effects on those movies are are not great <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and there there is this, there is an aspect to this movie where I feel like oh, visual effects have gotten to the point where Godzilla movies can really have awesome monster monster battles, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing that this movie did really well, right? So finally, technology is such that they can do these kind of battles and make them look pretty damn awesome. And uh, they, they definitely did so. So um, th- there's, there's a few shots in, some, in this movie that really stuck out to me. Um, you know how I was talking about the character designs of the monsters? They really stuck with the originals. Um, I, I like yeah, that, sure. and they they, they played they played it up too. You know, there are some shots of Godzilla facing off with Ghidorah, where it's just like the silhouettes of the two monsters facing off and about yeah. to do battle. That's great mm-hmm. because you, you that's all you need to see, right? Um, if you see Godzilla's silhouette, you that's... know exactly who that is, and if you see Ghidorah's yeah. silhouette, you see this three heads popping out and the two tails and the wings, like, you know exactly mm-hmm. who that is. Um, so You know shit's right. about to go down. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I would yeah. tell, like you said, I would totally have that, like, scene and, like, a poster on my room. Because yeah. it's just, like, yeah, yeah. there's epicness, there's story that's being told, and there's just, like, so much, like, iconic recognition between the two. You're just, like, you're in the moment. Yeah, you know, and that makes me think just in general, the setups to the monster fights are really good. So I know we talked about this right after the movie last week, but there's a shot of Godzilla uh, about to fight uh, Ghidorah for the final battle at the end, right? The silhouette thing, I think, happened at the end, but I think it also happened earlier. But anyway, right before they do battle at the very end, there's a shot of Godzilla with... Uh, the humans backing him up, right? So you see all these jet fighters flying behind him, right? And it's a really cool shot. You shot. You, you mentioned how um, it'd be cool to get a poster of that mm-hmm. the monster face off. That'd be another cool poster, right? Godzilla with yeah. like, jet planes behind him. Um, just a really cool look. Yeah. Yeah. The, the visuals on this movie, particularly with the the monster battle stuff, is really great. Okay, so I know you love this movie a lot. I'm kind of curious if you feel are there any shortcomings to the movie, anything that you call out as as a negative. I had a couple, but I was curious about if you had any. Um, I mean, uh, I just had like a little bit of like, they're just nitty-picky stuff, like just like Mm -hmm. stuff between like the humans. of of like how they did certain things i guess like um like what you were saying about like how we come together during a pandemic and stuff uh yeah. just out there their answer is like oh let's bomb it let's, let's bomb godzilla you know which was mm-hmm. you know like 
the the way they did in Japan. They're like, let's bomb Japan. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I yeah. At the moment, I can't think of anything that's shortcoming. Just because yeah, I've seen it so many times. So uh, I just think the movie's really good. It doesn't have the best plot line, I guess. That's the best thing I could think of. But um, when you have Godzilla, like you don't need a good plot line. You just need good action scenes, I guess. <laughs> um, what 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 are your takes that? Uh, that were letdowns. Okay, well, yeah, I guess mine would be kind of in the the nitpicky category. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have some shortcomings to bring up. And look, you know, like we've been saying, this is a monster battle movie. It's not really mm-hmm. meant for like deep storylines with the human characters. So the stuff with the humans, it's already secondary, right? So if they do the monster stuff right, you know, all is forgiven for the most part. But yeah, there there is a lot of stuff with the humans that were like kind of, eh. So number one, the the main takeaway with me there is that there seem to be too many human characters in the movie, right? So yes, oh, yeah. uh-huh. you know, yeah, yes, they did cut down on the the human storylines from the previous Godzilla movie, but they sure didn't cut down on the cast. Like there are a lot of human characters in this movie. Um, yeah. So there are a handful and, of, okay, wait, go ahead. I was going to say, there's like a lot of like human characters that just like miraculously like got away with everything. Like um, they were able to get away from King Ghidorah, able to get away from, yeah, King Ghidorah like three times in a row. So it's just like, and it was always like the same character, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I get what you mean about that. Like I I think that the means were the ones that had the best lines and I wish I had more lines, but you don't know much about them or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like they could have done without a lot of the human characters. And unfortunately, I think they wanted to have a bigger cast to draw a bigger audience, you know? So like there, I, yeah. I could, I could see studio execs making decisions here. Right. So like, um, I was like, Oh, let's get Millie Bobby Brown from stranger things because, Oh, so many people watch stranger things on Netflix. We'll bring in that audience. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, Vera Farmiga from the conjuring movies. Oh, we'll get that crowd in. You know, Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley. Oh, a lot of people love that show. Let's bring him in. Oh, uh, Ice Cube's son. He was so great and straight out of Compton. Uh, those fans will come see the movie. And uh, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. Like, everyone watches Game of Thrones. They'll come see this movie. And etc. Yeah. Yeah, etc. Et right? Um, so, there were just were too many. <laughs> like... I think the most obvious example is um, that organization Monarch. So there's kind of this Monarch, military yeah. uh, military division. So there were three characters who were essentially Monarch soldiers, right? So I mentioned Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He's one of them. And um, there are two others, Anthony Ramos and um, Elizabeth Faith. Ludlow. I'm just looking at IMDb right now. I'm not 
I don't have these memorized, but those three <laughs> characters, they're essentially the same character. They are like monarch military person. <laughs> they, they didn't need to have these three characters. They, I feel like Ice Cube's son could have been all three of those characters in one, right? And then, um, yeah, so that, the actor Anthony Ramos, he's from the musical Hamilton. And they were yeah. probably thinking, oh, let's put someone from Hamilton in here. It will, we'll get a little bit more of a crowd. It's like, oh, like everyone loves Hamilton. So many people have seen it. They've paid all this money. They'll want to see this because he's in it, right? And he, the guy's got like a couple lines in the movie, right? Um, so it was just, it was too much. It, it was too big a, a cast. And it was, you know, it, even in a ensemble a dramatic movie where like it's dialogue driven even with those kinds of movies those can have too big of a cast but when you're talking about a, a monster destruction movie you definitely don't want this many human actors right yeah and so yeah that that was way too much um in addition to that i would say that the dialogue in the movie was uh on the cheesy side, let's say. <laughs> um, look, I, I mean, it's probably better they, they went the cheesy route than the serious route. I feel like the last Godzilla movie was maybe a little too serious. Um, so they did kind of a 180 from that. Uh, but yeah, some of the lines in this movie were, were like way too cheesy, cheesy um, almost mm-hmm. kind of groan worthy. Um, so I will say that. The, di- the dialogue is, is pretty cheesy. It's not uh, winning any uh, uh, best screenwriting awards anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. You know, um, again, the problems I have are, are almost excusable because they don't deter from like the main stuff in the movie. And the main stuff is monster battles and these cool fan service moments I've been mentioning. Right. So um because of that, because the focus of the movie does work. Um, overall, I definitely did enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So since this podcast episode has essentially been like a movie review and recap, should we do uh, like a like a rating? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I think I know what you're giving it, but uh, <laughs> what, what rating are you giving Godzilla well, King of the Monsters? How are you rating it? Like one to 10 grade, grade reading rating? You know, um, that's a good question because we historically have done an out of 10 rating. Um, mm-hmm. But you and I have been discussing a bit that uh, movie reviews might be a much more frequent thing moving ahead. I was thinking maybe we'll change that. Um, but okay. why don't we why don't we do that in the future if we are going to change it? What, right now, why don't we stick with the scale of ten? What do you think? Ten. Out of ten, out of ten, I would give it a probably a nine. Nine. A nine. Okay, I thought you might My, go ten. No, I don't even. I don't. I don't know if I've ever given a ten to any movie. No. Oh that's, really? Oh yeah, you lie. have. Yeah, you have. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I but, can pull the um, tape on that. <laughs> you have you've gone um, 10 yeah i would give it a nine and okay um, i would recommend this movie for sure for anyone who's 
just like wants like a like nice like movie to not think too much in i would definitely recommend it there definitely is a mindless visceral entertainment to this movie no question yeah yeah it's you want to like, see some like, destruction monster battles uh, this one's for you yeah yeah you just want to chill show it watch a good move your friends like and you know just be like what what do you want to watch let's watch godzilla watch godzilla because fucking awesome <laughs> there you go um but yeah okay what what do you read it okay so on my end this is kind of interesting I definitely enjoyed this movie more on second viewing. You know, I would say uh, the first time I saw this, I would go with a six. Uh, yeah. But after the second time, I would up that to a seven. So I'm going with a seven. And um, I, I don't know if it was, you know, being with a group, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. the movie night experience, or uh-huh. maybe it was... Um, watching it in close proximity to watching all the old Godzilla movies I've been watching. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely got more out of it the second time. Um, yeah, I just feel like some of the aspects to the movie, like what I said about the too many human characters and the corny dialogue, it just felt like uh, I can't really give this a huge stamp of approval because it just seems like it's not, um, I don't know. It's almost like more of a guilty pleasure than something I can really get behind, you know? Um, <laughs> so that's why I'm going with seven. But okay. I will say this, you know, you know, you and I have rated a lot of movies together for a while. And the scale we have used is you go with my rating plus one and your rating minus one right yeah um, and that's more of the true rating so with that scale we're both we're both at that eight so i <laughs> i think we're we're quite in line with this movie you know you know historically you've you've been kinder with your rating and i've been um a little rougher so to, <laughs> yeah, to mediate that truth. we've done the uh the plus one minus one rule so we, we might have to do something about that and kind of uh, smooth that out a bit in the future and maybe not go with the uh, out of 10 maybe go with something else but uh, yeah right now i think we're fairly in line with this movie mm-hmm. um really fast i want to say something really fast like it was so yeah. funny because uh it came out last year at the end of the month of um that avengers came out because avengers you know came out at the beginning of May, it was, I forgot, either beginning of May, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out beginning of May or end of April, I forget. Yeah, I Godzilla- think they, they pushed it up to an end of April release. Remember when at the last second they pushed it up? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And then Godzilla came out at the end of May. I just remember like watching the trailer for Endgame. I was like, I wasn't so much hyped for Endgame. I was like, I'm going to watch it no matter what. But watching the trailer to Godzilla, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait. I was way more excited and hyped from watching the trailer to Godzilla than the trailer to Endgame. Like, it was a weird feeling. I just Really? It, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember everyone being just being like, "What? Like you? Not more? You're more excited to see Godzilla than Endgame? I don't know." Yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting, and good segue to the next Godzilla movie. Godzilla King of the Monsters is not the end of the road for Godzilla, right? Uh By no means, because scheduled for next year, I mean, who knows when it will actually come out, but scheduled for next year, Godzilla versus Kong. Now you said, you said you were highly anticipating Godzilla King of the Monsters. What about this one? How do you feel about Godzilla versus Kong right now? I am really excited for that one also. Um, I I thought Kong in the Samuel L. Jackson version was really good. And after seeing Godzilla, this one, and kind of like what I think what we're going to see for future Godzilla films, um, I'm excited for the monster verse and what it could become potentially. Like hopefully more um, Godzilla villains like destroy uh um and other godzilla villains mecha godzilla mecha godzilla yeah i really um, want to see mecha godzilla in a new godzilla movie i would also totally be down for a pacific rim godzilla crossover since it's owned by the same studio so who knows one can wish <laughs> oh is that true that they're both in the same studio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both owned by Legendary Studios at the moment. Oh, wait a minute. So they they have to do this, right? They have <laughs> to do this. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. It, it's almost ridiculous that they haven't done it yet. But yeah, come on. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. I mean, like, even... In, yeah, because honestly, um, do you know what the word uh, kaiju means? Uh-huh, yep. It's Japanese for monster. Right. Like, honestly, if I, to the best of my knowledge, I have not seen, like, an American film use the word kaiju to describe Godzilla or any of its, um, any of the villains. It, I did not know about the word kaiju until I saw Pacific Rim and all the monsters are called kaijus. But in the monster verse, they actually do use the word kaiju to describe the monsters and everything. So that's a cool right. little cool little um, fact, I guess. I don't know if it's connected anyway, but it's a cool little fact. That is cool. You know, I assumed that Pacific Rim was a different studio because they refer to giant monsters as kaiju, but in the Godzilla movies, in the Hollywood Godzilla movies, they refer to them as titans. Titans, yeah. Right? So in my mind, I thought it was weird that they referred to them as titans, but the way I explained that to myself was like, oh, well, the Pacific Rim movies must be, you know, a different studio because... um, they probably can't say kaiju because I don't know, they own some copyright or something. But mm-hmm. now you're telling me that they're 
the same studio. I wonder why they don't call them kaiju in the Godzilla movies, you know? Well, it's it's weird. Like, I, I don't know why they don't do it in, in the movies, but in the comics, they, they do use the word kaiju. Like, not like the humans use it, but like the way they, they market, like legendary comics, the way they market and um, promote like Godzilla comics is like Godzilla is going to fight this new kaiju or whatever. So it's weird. See, that is weird because to me, that's even more reason for the Godzilla movies to use the term kaiju, right? So Mm -hmm. why not do it? I wonder if they're doing it for some other reason. I don't know. Yeah. But shoot, that's, that's gotta be the next one, right? Godzilla Mm -hmm. versus Pacific Rim. Come on. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Well, yeah, we'll see. But, um, before that, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, which, yeah, I definitely want to check this out for sure. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. I'm so disappointed. It was supposed to come out in March this year. But then oh, really? It was supposed to come out in March, but then King of the Monsters didn't do so well in the box office, so they pushed, they delayed the release date oh. to do some reshoots and um, to see how they could better the plot. So they aim for a November release date. But then, you know, the whole coronavirus theater's not opening up. They pushed it back to next year. So, oh, got it. Got it. Um, so it's been pushed back twice now. <laughs> so here's a question. What do you think is going to happen in the Godzilla versus Kong movie? Any speculation? Oh, yeah, yeah, sort of thing? yeah, for sure. Um, so I think the... You know, it's kind of going to be like a like human kind of thing, like where Godzilla's supposed to be the king of the monsters and own up to it. But I guess I feel like he's just not doing the role that he's supposed to be doing. Like maybe lose control of some of the titans or letting the humans like, um, like kind of whip him into doing what they want. I don't know. And then Kong just being like, oh, I don't want to take shit from Godzilla anymore. And then steps up to try to fight the alpha male. And then they come toe to toe, try to fight each other. But then Mega King Ghidorah comes in because that was like um, teased at the end of King of the Monsters and kind of interrupts the fight. So then King Kong and Godzilla kind of work together and fight him off. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely have a feeling that that new alpha supremacy thing is going to happen in this one. Um, That was a theme of Godzilla King of the Monsters. The, Mm -hmm. the two alphas Godzilla and Ghidorah battling for supremacy. Right. Um, With Ghidorah out of the picture right now, um, it does seem like there is, there's a vacancy, right? It seems like, Kong yeah. can easily step in as the new alpha, right? The new challenger. Um, so I could see, yeah, maybe earlier on in the movie, Godzilla and Kong battling it out for that alpha supremacy. And then, yeah, maybe later in the movie, then there might be some sort of team up uh, against yeah. uh, a, a big bad, like you mentioned, maybe Mecha Godzilla or Mecha Ghidorah. Um, who knows? We'll see. Um, I do have a feeling that 
that the the very end won't be Godzilla versus Kong, you know, mm-hmm. winner takes all or whatever. Yeah, I think the the two characters are too beloved. They'll they'll probably have to battle earlier on and then um, fight together or something along those lines later I on. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, here's a hypothetical. Never mind, like, what do you think is going to happen in a movie? But who would win? Godzilla. Like, for, for real, you know, Godzilla or King Kong? Godzilla, without a doubt. Easy answer, right? Godzilla I agree. Day. I agree. I, Godzilla, <laughs> hands down. There's no way, man. Like, I, I'm curious to see, like, what what kind of threat Kong poses to Godzilla in this movie because logically speaking, yeah, Godzilla would wipe the floor with King Kong. I mean, there are so many things get, that uh, Godzilla could do to beat Kong, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean the, 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 the fire breath alone, right, could, could dispatch it, the gorilla. Exactly, right? yeah. And then not to mention he's got the tail and, you know, it's, 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 it's Godzilla, you know? I mean, okay. So, so if it's like hand to hand, okay, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Kong. Right. But that's not what Godzilla's about. Right. Godzilla has a lot of different weapons he can use. Right. Kong is mm-hmm. kind of one dimensional to me. Right. Just a big ape. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting side note. Uh, this will not be the first time in movie history that Godzilla fights King Kong. Uh, there is a movie from the 60s called King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, I did watch this recently. And, oh, um, you did? I did, yeah. And, um, you know, like I said before, the visual effects are, uh, are nothing to write home about. Uh, but there's <laughs> definitely, there's, de- there's definitely a... Uh, a nostalgic charm to it and it is a fun movie um but even in that movie you do see that godzilla is far superior to king kong interestingly though they had to throw in this uh aspect to it where they kind of leveled the playing field a bit they had this kind of hokey storyline where electricity affects these two monsters right so the way they explained it was that electricity weakens godzilla but strengthens king kong so there's a battle where they're fighting and godzilla is is overpowering kong but they're near some like electrical lines and the electrical lines accidentally comes into play. And like I said, Godzilla is weakened, Kong is strengthened, and then um, the battle is more even. Uh, so kind of ridiculous, but an interesting call out. You know, under normal circumstances, yes. Like I have visual proof now. Godzilla would kick Kong's ass, you know, <laughs> um, you know, in a fair fight, right? Uh, so I don't know if they're going to have some hokey explanation for an even battle in this new one. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we shall see. Yes. Okay. Any last thoughts about Godzilla or anything else we discussed today, Perfurio? 
no, that's pretty much it. I'm just, yeah, Godzilla, that was an awesome movie. Glad you got to enjoy the Zoom time of us. And I am pretty excited for that Snyder Cut coming out. Yeah. So you're on the record saying you're excited to watch a DC movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's that's big news right there. And I don't think we can top that. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Porfirio.